0: Welcome to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, coming to you from the northern Tablelands of New South Wales. I'm Luke, and on Tableland Explorers, we unpack the truths of the Bible and adapt them to our lives. Hey everyone, it's so good to have you listening to us today. It's good to be back in the studio for another week. Today is episode number 17, and we have Cassie and Hayden back in the studio today. It's been a few weeks since you've been here. How are you two going? Um,
1: What have you been up to since last time you were here? Good, a lot actually. Uh, We had the Christmas holidays, and so we had summer camp again, which was absolutely Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, and how was summer camp? What did you do? What made it so awesome? Well, it was great, but on the first day, me and my cabin went into isolation because of COVID.
0: Oh, that's not good. Mm.
1: Did you still get to participate a little bit in some activities, or you? Yeah, we sort of got set aside, and we went into our own activities. And yeah. I guess the best part was we all grew stronger bonds with each other, which is yeah. great.
0: Oh, that's good. That's a good way of looking at the way things end Because normally summer camp is a time where you can socialize with a whole bunch of people, not just the people in your cabin. Yeah. Cool. Cassie, how about you? How was your Christmas holidays?
2: Yeah, the holidays were really good. Christmas was awesome with some family. We went mm-hmm. boating, which was really awesome.
0: So what did you do behind the boat?
2: Um, I went wakeboarding.
0: Ooh, nice.
2: Yeah. It took me so many times to get up though. <laughs> yep.
0: But you got up? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yep. Nice. Yeah.
2: Nice. You had fun? It was so much fun. Yeah, but now holidays are over. So Hayden and I are starting year 11. Ooh, Yay. year 11. So much fun.
0: <laughs> uh, I, 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 well, I did do year 11. I didn't do year 12. So you're starting year 11. How are you going so far?
2: Yeah, just trying to keep up. Don't really want to fall behind. Yeah. Lots of reading with English.
1: Yeah, it's super intense.
0: Is yeah. it? Yeah. I can't remember. Year 11 was so long ago for me. Um, so, was there a big jump between year 10 and year 11?
2: Definitely, yeah. Definitely, Definitely
1: yeah. I mean, we do compress subjects at school, so yep. we're doing like double amount in one year. So, uh, it's super full on.
2: Yeah, but yep. then it's better because there's less subjects to
1: do.
0: Yep. Get it all over and done with. Yeah. Nice. Now, Cassie, you brought someone along to the studio today. Who have you brought along?
2: That I did. I brought my little brother Seth. Well that's really
0: awesome. Well welcome to the studio. Seth, are you excited to be here?
3: Uh, yeah, um it's my first time recording in the studio. Yeah, and I'm excited to do future stuff with you guys. So You're all it's awesome on.
0: to have you on board. I'm glad that you're excited to be here. Now Seth, as you are a new guest on the show. Something that we've always asked people is so you can introduce yourself to our listeners. So, Seth, what school do you go to?
3: I go to Nambucca Christian Community School.
0: Cool. And what what grade are you in this year?
3: I'm in year seven.
0: Wow. So you've reached high school.
3: Yeah, it's a pretty big step up for me. I've been trying to keep up, so.
0: Already in its week in. Do you want to tell you a little secret? Yeah. When I was at uni, after the first week... I felt like I was behind too. So
3: yeah, I was behind a bit.
0: But it, it doesn't. It doesn't change.
3: Yeah, God will get us through.
0: He will. Amen. Amen. So Seth, because you're going to Nambaka School, do you live around that area?
3: Yeah, I live in Maxville. It's about 11k's, I think.
0: Away? Oh, yeah, it'd be about that. So do you catch the bus, or do you get to get dropped into school?
3: Um, Mum works there, so she drives us there a lot.
0: So oh, that'd be a lot better than um the school bus, eh?
3: Yeah, definitely.
0: Definitely. So, Seth, what do you do for fun outside of school?
3: I like to play soccer, um, play games, and hang yeah. out with my family. Oh, that's so. really
0: cool. Um, I've heard you are a pretty good soccer player.
3: Yeah, so I like to play. You you know. do,
0: you're pretty good at it. Enjoy the enjoy the game. Also, we have another question for you, Seth. Now, this is a question we've been asking everybody on the show, all the new hey. guests. What is your favorite Bible character? E.H.D. Ehud. Now, yeah. who's Ehud?
3: Um, he is a character. I actually originally um, first heard of him in a Lego Bible. Okay. So, pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, what did he do? Who was he? Or um,
3: something? he was left-handed. He um yep. killed a. I think it was an enemy's fat king. Okay. Yeah. So, and he escaped through a bathroom, and he won a war as well. So, pretty cool. There
0: you go. Do you know whereabouts did that story found? That's not a very like. Um, popular story, is it?
3: Uh, it's in Judges chapter three.
0: Judges so. chapter three. Yeah. Oh, so for our listeners out there, if you mm. want to read the story of Ehud, Seth's favourite character, it can be found in Judges chapter three. Now, why mm. is that your favourite story?
3: because um, you're so brave. Um, and trusted in God to get past all the guards and um and killed the king. So,
0: yeah, that would make him pretty brave, wouldn't it? Mm. So Cassie has a story to share with us today. A couple of years ago, she went to the Philippines on a mission trip and God showed up for her in a really, really big way. So Cassie, would you like to share with us and our listeners how God showed up for you when you were preaching in the Philippines?
2: Yeah, so one night I arrived at the shelter for the night meeting in the Philippines to prepare for one of my talks. We began to set up and people from the village started to arrive. When we were setting up the projector, we realized that the power cord was missing and nowhere to be found. One of the church members made a cord from wires and attached it between the power and the projector. And that did not look safe at all, but the projector fired into life, which I thought was pretty crazy. <laughs>
4: yep.
2: Clouds started to build up in the sky and wind whipped the tin roof and tops around the open hut that would soon be preaching in. It started to drizzle and then rain torrentially when I stood up to preach. All I could hear was the sound of the rain drumming on the roof and the clashing of the tin as it was pummeled by the rain. Rain was driven into the hut by the wind and there was nobody and nowhere that was dry within a few minutes. I kept preaching, screaming over the top of the noise of the rain, into the microphone, which carried my voice into flimsy speakers. Each time I stopped speaking so that the translator could talk, I prayed. And I really prayed. I prayed that it would stop raining and that the village people could hear the message. Because tonight was an important night. It was the second last night of the mission, the night where we were talking about baptism and commitment to baptism. The rain continued, but I continued to shout my message. It rained louder and louder, and I yelled, and the people from the village stayed to listen. Just as it got to the part where I made an appeal for baptism and an altar call, the rain subsided. In the quiet after the storm, I shared that God was ready and calling each person, and the voice of my translator rang loud and clear. Five people gave their hearts to God and asked to be baptised, and the next night, the last night, another 12 people from the village asked to be baptised. I felt so powerless when the rain and wind seemed to interrupt the message and change the atmosphere of the mission program. But I also felt God's power while I was preaching and praying in desperation. And when God answered my prayers and stopped the rain, I helped with the baptisms of the people from my village. And I felt that God really blessed me while I was preaching. It was so amazing to see people commit their lives to God and for me to be a part of that.
0: Well, wow, that's a really awesome story to see how God worked through you. Now, what made you go on this mission trip, Cassie?
2: Well, I originally wasn't going to go. I was like, I've never preached before. And yeah, I just didn't feel qualified at all. But then I was at a church meeting at Stewart's Point, and Pastor Tom Evans was there. And he came up to me and he's like, oh, you're going to the Philippines with everyone else? Like the Bailey's going. And I was like, oh, no, I'm probably not going to go. And then he's like, no, you really need to think about it. So I went home and I prayed about it and then I eventually felt that I really needed to go. And Mm. I'm so glad that I had that feeling because I went and it was life-changing.
0: Wow, that's so cool. And I'm so glad that you're able to answer God's call and have that experience with God moving in your life. What sort of um, encouragement would you give those sort of young people that have this opportunity to go on one of these mission trips but... Like you, I can't preach. I don't know if I can do this. I'm not good at public speaking. You have just told everybody that God worked through you. Now, what sort of encouragement would you give to those young people that may have been in the same boat?
2: Well, my take on it is just think that the quicker we spread God's word to Mm. every nation, the quicker he comes back. So for me, going to that trip was another step in the process of getting God to come back soon.
0: Amen. That is a step. And what we are doing here today, going through Bible studies and sharing them with each other and sharing them with our listeners is another step in preparing for Jesus to come back. Now, last week, we studied about the second coming. And this week, we are on study number five. And that study is entitled The War Zone. Now, this is going to be a really interesting study, so I hope you guys can stick around to listen in. You can also follow along in our study. Now, Cassie, how
2: do our listeners do that? So if you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text SOP5, no spaces, to 4 888 for the PDF of today's study guide. So text SOP5, no spaces, text that to 04-888-808-31. Today we are on study guide 5, titled The War Zone. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today. So stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Summer Brook and Mountain Faith with I'm on the Battlefield.
5: For
1: my Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we are going through the Secret of Prophecy study guides. These study guides are taking us through some of the most amazing prophecies of the Bible. Some of them have already been fulfilled. Some of them are being fulfilled right now, and some will be fulfilled in the near future. They will also cover some of the most important teachings in the Bible. If you are a keen student of the Bible. Or just interested in what the Bible says, then these studies are just for you. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. We are about to start our study, so if you would like to follow along with us, then text S O P five with no spaces to zero four triple eight eight zero eight three one. Our study is titled, The War Zone.
0: Okay, so as we open our Bibles and open our study guides, let's have a word of prayer before we start. Now, Seth, would you like to pray for us?
3: Yeah, I'd love to. Dear Jesus, thank you for today and that we can be studying your word. Please be with us and our listeners as we begin the study. And please help us to be more like you. Amen.
0: You know, Howard Bloom once said, Evil is a byproduct, a component of creation. In a world evolving into ever higher forms, hatred, violence, aggression, and war are part of the evolutionary plan. Now, have you ever wondered why hatred, violence, and evil exists? Who and what is responsible for it? Did God create a devil? Or is Howard Bloom correct when he argues that evil is just part of the evolutionary plan? If God is so good, then why does the world seem so bad? Why do bad things happen to good people? Why
1: is there a need for sin, pain, suffering at all? This planet is right in the heart of a war zone. What on earth is going on? The ancient nature religions saw their world in two halves, good and evil, light and dark, life and death, masculine and feminine. Their gods and goddesses would maintain global harmony through keeping the balance of power between the two forces. The East has the yin and yang, two opposing but complementary and interdependent forces.
2: According to the Barna Research Group, Western society is also embracing the darker side. The practices of Wicca, magic, sorcery and spellcasting are growing quickly throughout the United States, particularly among younger people. The national census research indicates that the nature of religions, pagan, druids, pantheists and Wicca, are among the fastest growing religions in countries like Australia. Is it safe to desire a balance between good and evil? Should our spirituality include some association
3: with darkness? Is the devil real? If so, is he dangerous? This study guide, along with the companion study guide, Does God Care? We'll be studying that next week. It delves into mysterious subject of good versus evil. We will take a behind-the-scenes look into a cosmic conflict that has raged for thousands of years. focus of this study guide is the origin of evil.
0: Okay, question one of our study says, Where did sin begin? And as we've been finding Bible answers for our questions in our study, we find this answer in first John chapter three and verse eight. And the Bible says, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. According to the Scriptures, sin began with the devil. Evil is not just a force or part of nature or an aspect of human consciousness.
1: Evil emanates from the devil himself. Many picture the devil as a mythical cartoon character with hooves, horns, and a pitchfork to turn over any unfortunate souls roasting in hell.
2: But the devil is real. He is responsible for the evil, pain, and suffering in our world today. In fact, the devil is referred to
3: on many occasions in the Bible. The name devil is mentioned in over 60 times, while Satan. Another name for the devil is mentioned over 50 times.
1: So question two of our study says, What symbols are used in the Bible to describe the devil? Revelation 12 verse 9 tells us, So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the entire world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. The devil is also called the great dragon. He is dangerous, deadly, and a formidable opponent.
2: The devil is also a snake, clever and crafty. He sneaks up on you, and his bite is venomous.
0: You know, interestingly, in many pagan cultures, the dragon and snake have been a key focus of worship.
3: Did you know the symbols are still seen today?
2: So question three, what was the name for Satan when he was an angel in heaven? Well, Isaiah 14 verse 12 says, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down from the ground, you who weakened the nations. The
3: name Lucifer literally means light bearer. Certainly a different name from what he is called today.
0: You're right. And did you know Satan actually means adversary? And did you know the word devil means slanderer? If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text SOP five no spaces, text that to O four triple eight eight oh eight three one for the PDF of today's study guide. So text SOP five no spaces. Text it to O four triple eight eight oh eight three one. Today we are on study guide number five titled The War Zone. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around and get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Archipelage with The Battle Belongs to the Lord.
6: In heaven are, we will enter the land. The battle belongs to the Lord. No weapon that's fashioned against us will stand. The battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory on earth. Power and strength to the Lord. We sing glory. Honor. Power and strength to the Lord. When the power of darkness comes in like a flower, the battle belongs to the Lord. He's raised up a standard in the power of his blood. The battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory. Honor. Power and strength to the Lord. We sing glory, honor, power strength to the Lord. When your enemy presses in heart, do not fear. The battle belongs to the Lord. Take courage, my friend, your redemption is near. The battle belongs to the Lord, and we sing glory honor. Power and strength to the Lord, we sing glory honor. Earth. Power and strength to the Lord, and we sing glory honor. Power and strength to the Lord, we sing glory honor. Earth. Power and strength to the Lord.
3: Welcome back to Table Its Explorers. Today we're going to go through the secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides. These study guides are taking us through some of the most amazing prophecies of the Bible. Some of them have already been fulfilled. Some of them are being fulfilled right now. And some will be fulfilled in the near future. They will also cover some of the most important teachings of the Bible. If you're a keen student of the Bible or just interested in what the Bible says, then these studies are for you. If you're just joining us and you'd like to catch up on these studies or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look at Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to an app store and download Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to the study. We are on study number five and at question four. Question number four. Did God create the devil? Well, in Ezekiel 28.15 it says, You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. Lucifer was created by God as a perfect angel. His hometown was heaven. He was gifted in music and held a leadership position among all the other angels.
0: You're so right. And you know, Lucifer was stunning, beautiful, bright, and held perfect wisdom because God is love The last thing he wanted is to be worshipped and obeyed out of force or fear. He desires his beings to be motivated by love.
1: God could have created Lucifer as a robot, but robots cannot love or make moral decisions. So God gave Lucifer a free will to choose his own direction in life. God does the same thing for us today. There is great risk in love. Ask any parent. They are not certain if their children will grow up to obey or disobey, but they take that risk because they want someone to love and be loved.
2: Lucifer chose to rebel against God's love. He chose evil over good. As a result, an angel became a demon. God did not create the devil. He created a perfect being who made a devil of himself.
0: Alrighty, so question number five says, what was the original sin that Lucifer committed? We're going to look at two passages of scripture um, to answer this question. The first passage It's Ezekiel chapter 28 and verse 17. And the Bible says this about Lucifer. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they may gaze upon you. So that's Ezekiel. Now our second passage we're going to look at is Isaiah chapter 14 and verses 13 and 14. The Bible says about Lucifer. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the furthest side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Lucifer became proud and
1: selfish. In fact, he saw his beauty and goodness as something to be worshipped, and he wanted to be like God. He was jealous of God. He wanted the other angels to worship and obey him instead of God.
2: Even today, at the heart of virtually all evil is pride and selfishness. It is interesting to note that the middle letter of
3: sin, pride, and Lucifer is I. It was Lucifer who began sin with a love of self.
1: Alright, let's move on to question 6. So what happened in heaven when Lucifer opposed God? Revelation 12 verses 7 to 9 tells us, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his, fe- and his angels fought as well. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found in them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast down to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. It's hard to imagine a war in heaven, but this is what happened when the devil fought against the most loving God.
2: This conflict is the central issue of the entire scriptures. Good versus evil, truth versus lies, Christ versus Satan, love versus hate. Even though Satan lost this war in heaven,
3: the conflict continues and we are now in the middle of it. The heart of this war was and still is worship. We are happiest when we worship only God. When Jesus came to earth, the devil failed in an attempt to get Jesus to worship him.
0: Now that Jesus has left, the devil turns his attention Onto us, The last great conflict on planet earth will once again revolve around worship. God is calling the world to a loving worship of Him as the Creator God, while the devil's final attack will be to force people to worship Him or risk being killed.
2: Now question 7. Who else does the devil have on his side? So we're going to look back at Revelation 12 verse 9 to see who else was on the devil's side. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast out to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Oh, wow, the devil is so clever
3: in his deception.
1: Yes, he is. One third of the angels joined forces with the devil against God and were also cast out of heaven with him. It is unknown how many there were, possibly billions, but these angels became demons. Yeah, and you know...
0: These demons still work as agents of the devil today.
3: Question 8. Why didn't God destroy the devil? We find this answer in 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Because God is love, he wants us to worship him out of love.
0: You're so right, Seth. And you know, when Lucifer sinned, God could have destroyed him immediately. That would have solved the problem for a little while. But the remaining angels, who knew nothing about the nature of sin, would start to serve God out of fear, not love. They would always have wondered if the devil's
1: claims against God were true. So God chose another option. He put his character on trial before the entire universe. He has allowed the devil to demonstrate the results of sin so everyone could see that God is love and worthy of worship. While the only outcome for sin is pain, heartache and suffering, this world is now the center stage of this great drama. And we can see this all around with the terrible results of sin.
2: The major objective for God during this time is to save as many people as possible, eradicate sin from the planet, and ensure sin will never rise the second
1: time. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text SOP5, no spaces, to 4 for the PDF of today's study guide. So text SOP5, no spaces, and text that to 048888831. Today, we're on Study Guide 5, titled The War Zone. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Matt and Josie Minicus with Deliver Us.
7: Our enemy, our captor, is no pharaoh on the Nile Our toil is neither mud, nor brick, nor sand Our ankles bear no calluses, from chains yet, Lord, we're bound in prison here, we dwell in our own land. Deliver us, deliver us, O oh Yahweh, hear our cry, and gather us beneath your. Our sins, they are more numerous than all the lambs we slay. Our shackles, they were made with our own hands. Our toil is our atonement and our freedom yours to give. So oh, Yahweh, break this silence If you can Deliver us, deliver us Oh Yahweh, hear our cry And gather us beneath your.
2: Welcome back to Tablehead Explorers. We have been going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides, and today we are exploring the Bible on what it says about the war zone. We have discovered that this war started in heaven with an angel named Lucifer, and he deceived one-third of the angels in heaven and turned them away from God. We also saw how God allowed Lucifer to demonstrate the results of sin, so everyone could see that God is love. If you are just joining us or would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We are on slide number five, question nine.
0: Okay, so we have seen how this war in heaven has started and what happened to Lucifer. Now question number nine says, how did our planet get involved in Satan's rebellion? This is a really good question to answer, and we find this story in Genesis chapter 3. Now we're going to read 13 verses here, so everyone in the studio here, we're going to read about two verses each, and we're just going to go around the table here and read. I'm going to start in Genesis chapter 3 and verses 1. It says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may
1: eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. But the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. Verse 5.
2: For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, And a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate.
3: She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden.
0: Verse 9. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden,
1: and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, She gave me of the tree, and I ate.
2: And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate.
1: So here we
0: have the devil and his angels were cast to this earth, and as a result, he focused his deceptions on human beings. God created Adam and Eve as perfect beings. In fact, they were a perfect couple in a perfect environment with a perfect God.
1: Yes. Like Lucifer, Adam and Eve were given free choice to decide between both good and evil. God gave Adam and Eve the most beautiful garden, plenty of friendly animals and a personal friendship with each other and with God himself.
2: However, he asked them not to touch or eat from one of the trees in the garden, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. This was a test of worship and obedience. The devil used the serpent as a medium to deceive Eve into disobeying God. Eve chose to trust her feelings and the word of the serpent instead
3: of obeying the word of God. And it sounded like Adam was trying to blame God on it when he went, the woman whom you gave me.
0: You know, Seth, you're really right there.
1: And, you know, ever since this time, everyone has always blamed God for the bad things that have happened. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting how the blame game was one of the first things that came after sin. Mm, It was. Yeah,
2: No one can have the fault beyond them. It always has to go back to something else.
0: And it's interesting, when bad things happen, the first thing people do is blame God.
3: And that's the devil trying to get through to you as well.
0: It is. Because how many times have you snuck up behind someone and poked them in the side to make them think that it's person next to them?
3: Yeah, quite a few times. Everyone's done it, you know, just as a fun joke.
0: It is, right? Now, the devil does the same thing. He pokes us with a bit of strife, with a bit of pain, a bit of hurt. Mm. And then what do we do? we turn around and blame God. Yeah. When it was the devil's fault for causing all these things to happen, when bad things are happening in your
1: life, it is not God's fault. It is the devil's. Yeah. Now we have question 10. Who does the devil now attack and hate the most? So we find this answer in Revelation 12 verse 17, and that says, And the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with her offspring, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. The devil has now turned all his attack onto the woman as symbol for God's church.
3: You may have heard the phrase, "fights like the devil, well, the devil is now fighting against God's last day church. This true church comprises those who keep all God's commandments
2: and believe completely in the testimony of Jesus.
0: And you know, which is a phrase that includes the great prophecies of scripture.
2: Question 11. What is the major goal of the devil? Well, John 10 verse 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I, Jesus, have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The main aim of the devil
3: is to rob you of life.
0: Seth, you are so right. And hey, did you know the devil even attempts to make you miserable, to inflict hurt and
1: discouragement and to give up on your life through breaking up your friendships with God? Yes, but there's also some great news. Jesus on the other hand came to give you life, an abundant life full of satisfaction and enjoyment. Question
3: 12. What is the devil's major weapon against God's people? We're going to look into John chapter 8:44. You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Basically what this verse is saying, the devil is a liar.
0: Yeah, you're right, Seth. And you know what? This great conflict between Christ and Satan is not a war of power.
1: It is a war of truth versus lies. Yes, the slanderer Satan mixes truth with error to cleverly deceive the masses.
2: If he was clever enough to deceive one-third of the perfect angels who actually lived with God, how much more should we be alert to his deceptions today?
0: Cassie, I think we should be very alert because you know what? Question 13 says, Can the devil be good? And we find this answer in 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 14. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light.
3: Did you actually know the devil is most
2: dangerous when he's good? That's right, Seth. He becomes a Christian double agent to deceive
3: Christians.
1: We need to be careful to trust only God's word, not just what we see, feel, or experience.
3: We have an awesome free offer for you today. So save this number in your phone. 4 That's 4 And wait for the code word that's coming up soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Mercy Me, Word of God Speak.
8: I'm finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is, it's okay The last thing I need to be heard But to hear What you would say Word of God speak Would you pour down like rain, Washing my eyes to see Your majesty To be still and know That you're in this place Please let me stay and rest In your holiness Word of God speak Finding myself In the midst of you Beyond the music be in the rooms. All that I need is to be with you and in the quiet. Hear your voice, word of God speak. Would you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty? still and now that you're in this place please let me stay and rest in your holiness what Words. And the is,
4: it's okay. Welcome back
0: to Tableland Explorers. We have been going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides. And today we have been exploring the Bible to see what it says about the war zone. We have discovered... That this war started in heaven, with an angel named Lucifer, and he deceived one third of the angels in heaven and turned them away from God. We also saw how God allowed Lucifer to demonstrate the results of sin, so everyone could see that God is love. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers, or... You can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's
1: get back to our study. We are on study number five and at question fourteen. Question fourteen. What are some of the key tactics used by the devil? In Matthew four, verse five and six, it shows that Satan uses misquotes from the Bible in order to deceive.
2: And in Revelation twelve, verse thirteen, it says that the devil persecutes
3: God's church to discourage their faith. And in Revelation sixteen, fourteen it says the devil try and perform miracles to deceive into false religion.
0: Yeah, you're right. And in Second Corinthians eleven, verses thirteen to fifteen, it shows that he is going to work through and impersonate false
1: pastors to deceive. Yes. And in Job two verse seven, it tells us that Satan brings pain, disease, and discouragement, and then we blame God for it. So it mm-hmm. comes back to this blame game again.
4: Yep.
2: And then in Luke thirteen, sixteen It
3: says that demon possession will take full control. 2 Timothy 2.26 says, The devil tries to trap us into sin. He really shows the devil knows the value of effective communication.
0: Yeah, and did you know he attempts to wipe out our communication lines with God by influencing us to neglect personal
1: prayer, meditation, and Bible study. That's right, Luke. He then opens up his own communication lines through what we see, hear, and feel, primarily through the media.
2: Many of the movies, television programs, books, internet sites, and magazines do a great job of deceiving us into believing the devil's lies about God and the big issues of life. Question 15. How can I resist and overcome Satan? James 4 verse 7 says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And we have another passage in Ephesians six eleven to 18. We have quite a few verses here, so we're all going to read about two each. I'm going to start in verse 11.
3: "...having put on the breastplate of righteousness."
0: Continuing from verse 15, "...and having shod your feet with preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith
1: with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one." And in verse 17, "...and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit." being watchful to the end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints.
3: It is vital that we overcome the devil by making right choices and asking for God's power. Firstly, we need to submit or surrender our lives to God. Then we need
2: to say no to the devil. We need to face the devil head on.
0: And did you notice that none of the armor mentioned in Ephesians is placed on our back? It is all on the front of us. Jesus resisted the devil by facing the devil head on using the power of God through quoting scripture.
1: Yeah, we cannot overcome the devil in our own strength. We need to ask God for supernatural power for victory.
3: Question 16. What will happen to the devil and his angels? Matthew chapter 25 verse 41 says, Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For those who want to mix their dark life with their everyday
2: life, the warning is given that the devil and all that is associated with him will be destroyed.
1: Yes, that's right. The mystery of the dark supernatural may appear attractive, but the destination for such an association is very clear.
0: You know what's really interesting, though, here, that um, the the fire was prepared for the devil and his angels. It was never prepared for humanity. Mm. But humanity is choosing a life that is going to make them end up in the same place as the devil and his angels.
3: Yeah, because God's not making them choose. It's up to them if they want to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, question number 17 says, How does God feel about the destruction of the wicked? We find this answer in Ezekiel 33 and verse 11. And the Bible says, Say to them, As I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. For why should you die, O house of Israel? The heart of God must have been wrenched when Lucifer rebelled. God loved him and did all he could to
1: influence him to turn from his evil ways. Yes, and today God loves you also, no matter what choices you have made in life.
2: He knows the end result of
3: evil is destruction, so He pleads with each of us to turn from our evil ways and worship Him. He knows that only then will we discover true peace and happiness. We have an awesome free offer for you today, so save this number in your phone, o four
2: triple eight eight zero eight three one. That's o four triple eight eight zero eight three one, And wait for the code word that is coming up soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Lauren Daigle with Power to Redeem.
4: You take
1: Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. We have been going through the Secret of Prophecy Bible Study Guides, and today we are exploring the Bible on what it says about the war zone. We have discovered that this war started in heaven with an angel named Lucifer, and he deceived one-third of the angels in heaven and turned them away from God. Then he came to earth, and he did the exact same thing. He is turning away people from God. We also saw how God allowed Lucifer to demonstrate the results of sin in heaven and on earth, so everyone can see that God is love. If you were just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. So there's three points that I want you
0: guys to remember about this study that we have just done. And these three points are, God is a God of love who created beings with a power of free choice. And the reason we have suffering, pain, and death is due to the evil of Satan. And point number three, the devil will be destroyed and sin will never return. Are these three main points that you think
1: would be good to remember from this study?
2: Yeah, definitely. I agree, yeah.
1: Yes, and we know God is a God of love who created everything. And there's no love in sin.
4: Hmm.
2: Yeah, that's right. See, everyone blames God for everything, but it's actually the devil's fault because he mm. is sin, which means when the devil is destroyed, all
3: sin and blame and fault will be destroyed with him.
1: Yeah, we mm. see a lot of blame game in the Bible, don't we, against yeah. God? Yeah, we, yeah, we see we it do. a lot of what within our lives. Even like
3: life. David and that do the blame game as well.
0: Mm. Yep. Because
3: yeah. no one's perfect.
0: Yep, that's it. We need to stop blaming God, and sometimes we need to stop blaming others and take responsibility for our own actions so, you know, you hear people say, um, oh, the devil made me do it. You know what? The devil can't make you do anything. God can't make you do anything. Yeah. They put a thought or a question in your mind, and then it's up to us on what we do.
3: Yeah, and that's always yeah, your that's choice. choice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's always your choice. God gave you a choice.
0: He did. And um, I love this fact, this point to remember that the devil, sin, everything will be destroyed, and it will not. There's a promise in the Bible that it will not rise a second time.
2: Yeah. That actually reminds me of a story of a 73-year-old Kenyan grandfather who was attacked near his potato crops by an angry leopard. He had a choice, try and run for his life, or resist the attack head on. The peasant farmer, Daniel, decided to resist the attack. A voice which must have come from God whispered to me to drop the panga, which is a machete, and thrust my hand into its wide open mouth, and I obeyed, Daniel said. The farmer managed to survive the attack by pulling out the leopard's tongue. He managed to kill the attacking leopard with his bare hands. The Bible likens the devil to another big cat. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So what lessons can you learn from this story that will help you overcome
3: the devil?
1: Yeah, like the farmer in the story, we need to stand up to sin head on.
3: Don't turn and run and leave your back wide open.
1: Yeah, you're right, you know, and it would have taken
0: a lot to stand up to a lion, right? Mm. And sometimes, you know, we read in Ephesians that we don't fight against flesh and blood. And, you know, we don't normally fight against a lion. Like, I wouldn't have thought to put my hand down the lion's mouth. But he also listened to the voice of God. First Corinthians 10.13 gives us this promise that with every temptation that God will make a way of escape, so if we listen to the voice of God, we have always going to have that choice to be able to choose. Now that man could have ran away and the lion could have caught up to him, but he chose to face his attacker head on and he survived. Alright, So I've got a couple of questions here for us to discuss here in the studio and I want you guys that are listening to think about your answers and what your answers might be. And if you want to share them with us or with anything else that you want to share with us, you can email us at Explorers at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you. So our first question we're going to talk about today is, why is it important that we understand that the devil
1: is a real being? Well, I think it's pretty important that we understand that the devil is real, because I guess it comes down to preparation. Like mm-hmm. even the armor of God that we talked about before, you have to put that on. You actually have to apply that so that it's there. Yeah, because if the devil
0: wasn't real, what would be the point of it?
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, mm, Same with that. If the devil wasn't real, what's the whole point of even Christianity?
0: Mm. Yeah, because the whole point that the devil is trying to do is turn people away from God.
2: And if he didn't exist, we would still be with God. Yes, yeah. and then yeah. Jesus mm.
1: would have died for nothing. Yeah, he wouldn't have mm. had to die. Yeah, exactly.
3: And like, it's so obvious, sins all around us, like there's mm-hmm. death, pain, suffering that everyone goes through.
0: Yep, and that's all a result of sin and a result mm. of what the devil is doing in this planet. You know, he is turning people away from God. So, in essence, the devil may not be causing it, but he is turning people away from God, which then people are causing it to themselves. Our next question to think about here is: Why is it important that you understand the issue of the great conflict between Christ and Satan? You know, we've been studying that with today. We've seeing this conflict between Christ and Satan and how he is, Satan is trying to turn people away from God and God is trying to win people back to him. But God uses um, love and the devil uses force. What do you guys think about this conflict that we study today?
1: Yeah, I reckon it's definitely important that we understand those issues of great conflict between Christ and Satan. I mean, it's important that we choose our side and don't sit on the fence because obviously Satan owns the fence. Mm, So if we don't choose a side, we're automatically on Satan's side. That's
3: exactly right. Yeah, and that reminds me of a verse in Revelation chapter 3. You either have to be hot or cold, you can't be lukewarm.
0: Mm, Yeah, you're right. You know, who's ever had a hot drink and you like a hot drink or you like a cold drink, but no one really likes that warm drink that's been left in the car all day, or your no. cup yeah, has gone a little disgusting. bit too cold. You know, it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. We need to, we need, we need to pick a side. Yeah,
2: mm. It is so important we pick a side during the spiritual battle. It rages around us every day, and so many people don't even notice.
0: Mm, you're right. Hey, have any of you found any effective ways to resist the devil? And you know what are they?
3: Um there's ways that you can resist the devil by I'm um, reading the Bible every day trying to stay close to God, trying not to get distracted on other things. At least try and keep that connection with God.
1: Yeah. Yep. The Bible clearly tells us that we need to put on the armor of God. The only way that we can resist the devil is through him.
0: I think we need to take that armor of God practically and visually putting it on so that we know we are protected.
2: We even have to be careful with our relationships and friendships because they can influence us in a bad way and affect our ability to resist the devil. But that doesn't mean we completely cut these people out of our lives. It means that we go and minister to them.
0: You're right. And, you know, Jesus had his disciples and his group of people that he had to support him spiritually and physically, and he went out and helped others. And we should do the same. We will have a group of friends that lift us up and bring us closer to God And then we're going to go out and we're going to help others and minister to others and treat people the way Jesus would treat them. Just because there's other people out there that don't believe the same as you do or they have a different lifestyle than you do, doesn't mean that we should treat them any differently. Like we live in a world that is so multicultural and so divisive in everything that we believe that we all should be able to have our own beliefs and still be friends. And if you're not going to be friends, you don't have to be enemies, all right? People can just get along and just be nice to each other. This next question is a little bit more personal. And it says, are there any areas in your life where you feel the devil has had a hold over you and you would like to give them over to Jesus for victory today? You know, for me, um, some of the struggles that I'm really struggling with now is um, social media on my phone and Watching movies and TV shows, you know, it's easy to go, you know, when you've got nothing to do, just to sit in front of the idiot box and just watch show after show after show. And this is time that I could be reading my Bible and spending that time with God. What about you guys?
2: I also find social media a big thing in my life and always kind of caring about what other people are going to think and how many likes. That's really not even what matters.
4: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It is Definitely. so easy
1: to, like, sit in front of a screen. And, yeah, this is just, like, a distraction. It takes away our time that we could be spending growing closer to God.
3: Mm. Yeah, and certain can get through to your friends as well, and their friends, like, trying to distract you from God as well. And, like, they could be, like, watching bad stuff and trying to get you into it
1: Yeah, well. yep. Peer pressure is pretty bad as well. Mm. It would be. I know that... You know,
0: me growing up as a teenager to you guys growing up as a teenager, it's a completely different world. Yeah, And there's so much pressure put on you by all sorts of people, teachers, everything for different things. And, yeah, people need an outlet. I know when I've had a hard day at work or just stressed out, the first thing I go to is a TV. Mm. Watch a TV Mm. show because it's just my number and you can sit there and not think about anything. But that is a time when we really should be going to God. Yeah. And I think for most of us here, you know, we've all sort of shared our struggles and those are the things that we can give over to God to help us to, instead of going to a TV show or to Facebook or Instagram, that we could go to our Bibles and check the messages that Jesus has for us each day. Well, I'd like to thank Seth, Cassie and Hayden for coming into the studio today to do this study. I hope you guys are blessed with the study and I hope everyone that was listening was blessed as well. Well, like every study, we need to respond to what we have learned today. And our response question today is, God loves you with an everlasting love. At a time when many in the world have fallen for the lies of the devil and rejected the love of God, would you like to choose today to love, worship, and obey Him? For me, I've written, yes, You know, I want to love and obey and worship God because I know what He's done for me. Um, how about you guys here? Most certainly.
2: Yep. Yes, definitely. Yes, yeah, same here.
0: Nice. That is awesome. I'm glad you guys have made that decision. And I'm hoping that you guys are listening, choose to follow God now too, and that you believe that God's side is better than Satan's side. To close our study today, we're going to ask Hayden to pray for us. Sure.
1: Do God please with everybody listening to this show today. I pray that everyone that has listened has got something out of the show and thank you that we can find out more about you and have a closer walk with you. Help us today to put on your armor and to resist the devil in your precious name. Amen. 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 Are you thirsty for today's free offer? Well, that's great because it has come time in the show to give you the code for today's free offer. Today we are giving away a small book called Why Was Sin Permitted? This book will enlighten confused souls about sin and why God allowed it to begin and continue today. This book shines powerful beams of Bible light that counteract Satan's destructive delusions about sin. Why Was Sin Permitted? Boldly defends God's character and gives seeker and skeptic a like reason to believe. So, if you want to know more about what sin is and why God has let it go on, then text hashtag TE17. We have a box of these to give away, and we want all of our listeners to get this book. So text hashtag te 17 To o four triple eight eight zero eight three one. That code again is hashtag te for Tableland Explorers and the number seventeen. The code you need is hashtag te seventeen. So text that to o four triple eight eight zero eight three one right now to get your free copy of the book Why Was Sin Permitted.
2: In the next study, we'll be talking about how, with all the pain and suffering in the world, how do we see a God of love in this world? We also want to be talking about a Bible verse that says that God is love in a world of full of pain and suffering. Do you look around the world and ask yourself, does God care? Well, join us next week as we answer this question, does God care? I hope you're going to be joining us in next week's study as we are going to be looking at what the Bible says about God's character.
3: Thanks for tuning in today to Tableland Explorers on Faithful Film. If you're not sure about any of the things we just talked about on the show today, we want to encourage you to pray, ask God for clarity, and study the Bible for yourself. As David says in Psalm 119, God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God bless, and we'll catch you next time on Faith Ever.